back in, way back when, 2013, Pope Francis issued his, his statement, uh, his, his uh, position on, on Joy of the Gospel, his document, Cyclical to the World, and in it there was lots of different things. But there was an element in there that sort of got a pushback from certain people in this country. And it was about the economy, and the economy is there to serve humanity, not humans to serve the economy. And dealing with classic things in terms of the option of the poor, and the gap between the haves and the have-nots, etc. But unlike John Paul II or Benedict, who talked about the same thing, even Paul VI talked about the same thing, some of the language, uh, the phraseology of, of Francis pushed a couple buttons. Well, one of the buttons uh, complained to Cardinal Dolan of New York. And Cardinal Dolan, I was watching this, this video, and he's trying to explain that this person, who's a billionaire, was complaining to the Cardinal that another billionaire who's gonna donate millions of dollars to St. Patrick is now considering not giving because of the hostile action of the Pope against rich Americans. All right. So, so, and of course, Cardinal Dolan is saying, no, no, he loves all people, rich and poor, we're all creatures uh, made in the image and likeness of God. So, but the funny thing was, listening to Cardinal Dolan trying to reassure a billionaire. And just the imagery of a billionaire who complains and whines about bad treatment or suspect, suspicious of bad treatment because the Pope articulates a classic Catholic position was funny. I mean, do billionaires whine? <laughs> Do they complain? Do they get put off by things and, and have their, their uh, feelings hurt? The idea of somehow helping this guy work through things and not get pouty. But the reality is, he is a human being. <laughs> and rich or poor, we all get pouty. We all of us have this sense of being put off by whatever. Name your topic. We all have our favorite topic. And we find, in our sense, deep down, a sense of entitlement about how things should go. And my position, my perspective, whatever it might be, is in fact the position to have. And anyone who pushes against it is somehow causing me grief and problems. Even more so, we see we do live in a kind of entitled world. This is what I expect life to be, and I expect it to go along seemingly and smoothly. This COVID thing has certainly highlighted that idea. I do not want to be inconvenienced, sorry. And if you inconvenience me, you're wrong. I don't want to be put out by things. I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. Okay, got it. All of those seeds are in us. They're all part of us, me, you, everybody. There is that sense that we expect life to go the way we want it to go. And we also have a, a, a sense in our own lives that I want what I want because it's good for me. Built in. Built into us. It's baked into the human thing. And therefore, the question of sacrifice becomes a loaded word. 
As I told you before, there's a lot of research out there that says if you want to attract people to your group, your organization, whatever it might be, do not use the word self-sacrifice or commitment. Never use. Those are big turnoff words. Always promote how good it's going to be by their part of your group. How the benefits they will earn. The happiness they will achieve. Never ever talk about self-sacrifice or commitment because those words are loaded for us. And yet, sacrifice is at the heart of how our faith has been shaped. It comes from the sacrifice of Jesus. And it's an interesting kind of thing in that second reading that Paul talks about the obedience of Jesus to the Father. And in the suffering comes the perfection of understanding who Jesus is. Think about the idea of sacrifice as part of the good life. And we see something very interesting. That human dispositions, my hope for something, is not virtuous at all until it hits the wall of struggle. My best dispositions never become virtuous until I have to struggle with them to apply them. And it is in that struggle that one comes face to face with the idea of sacrifice. I have to give up something, my time, my freedom, my wants, my cravings, in order to put this disposition this wonderful disposition into a virtuous way because I struggle against what's pulling me back from the struggle. But my commitment to the struggle that in fact this good might pass through is what virtue is all about. The nobility of a cause requires sacrifice. The experience of Jesus, that Jesus, the Word of God becomes flesh, that the incarnation, the enfleshment that Jesus comes into this world is really wonderful, but it is not fully authentic until Jesus has to go all the way. Jesus, as one like us, as a human being, is fully divine and fully human. But yet, part of this would be, now we're up against the wall, and we have a serious problem to deal with in terms of violence and hatred and rejection. There's going to be pain. In one way, Jesus, after all, God can do anything God wants. God could have said, okay, I got you this far, taught you a whole bunch of things. I'm out of here, you're all saved. And to avoid the cross completely. Can God do that? Absolutely. But if God, if Jesus had avoided the cross, he would have devalued the human experience. He would never be authentically incarnation because he took out the tough part about being human. The fact that Jesus freely chooses the totality of being human, including the struggle and the sacrifice required in living the good human life, that can only happen in love. 
that Jesus takes on everything that makes us human, including our greatest fears and dread. That is death itself and the violence with injustice. And he takes it to himself. And then hanging on the cross in obedience to the Father, he becomes the authentic sacrifice of love. He does not violate the law of humanity, but becomes authentically human and demonstrates the divine love open to us all. Think about it in terms of this notion of quality of life, of a good and noble life. Every one of you here knows that. You know that the goodness of life that you have experienced so far, and as we could continue on, requires sacrifice. There is something about letting go of myself because this thing is so much bigger than who I am. If I let go, if I die to my wants, my cravings, my desire for order, my feelings, whatever they might be, to embrace this calling that God has placed before me, I live differently. Unless the grain of wheat dies, it cannot bear fruit. Our lives cannot bear fruit unless we struggle with the good God calls us to be. What also makes it difficult is this. Jesus says, you want to be my disciple? Come follow me. Where I am, you must come. I mean, think about it in terms of church. Hi, join our church. It's great. You'll be happy all the time. No, you won't. <laughs> Come join our church and be challenged. Ooh, I like the other parish church. I'm not challenged there. And that's part of our problem. Sacrifice for many of you has already become a way of life. The amount of time you spent with an older member of the family suffering from Alzheimer's. The sacrifice that you have made for your children, that they might have a good life. The extra jobs you have to take on just to make ends meet. Sacrifice for the cause of nobility and love is what Christ is about. Simply inflicting pain on ourselves for the sake of pain is not sacrifice. Jesus chooses freely chooses out of love to bring himself to the cross. For in the cross, our ultimate break, brokenness encounters the fullness of God's presence. May we die a little at a time that the fruit of the Spirit might be manifested in our lives too.